Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X studio, this is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another edition of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon, and yes, coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County. Hey, with me a special guest today. This man's very busy. He travels all over. He truly does. By far, he is a man of his word, and we'll get to that in a second. I have with me Georgia Senator, Mr. Frank Ginn. Frank, welcome to the Northeast Studio. Thank you, Tom. Great to be with you. Thanks for making some time. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, I appreciate that. Before we jump into everything, I do want to say I mentioned you are a man of your word. And about two years ago, I'm going to get on the soapbox. About two years ago, when, when Mike, Mike Salmon, my, my business partner, we were throwing around the idea of a studio up here in Jackson County. You told me flat out, looked me square in the eye and said, hey, when you get that studio up and running, I'm going to be on the show. And here you are, man of his word. Thank you for that. Excited to be here. Glad to, to learn a little bit more about Radio X and what all you do. And oh, we do it. They, uh, pretty much. I, I actually was, was down at the Gwinnett Arena and, and uh, ran into another Business X studio, and Mike was there. And uh, I said, good to see you again, Mike, because I think we, we met over. He was there. The he was there, yeah. Jackson County Chamber breakfasts. That, that was it. Yeah, we're, we're everywhere. It's becoming contagious, I think. Well, I was earlier today, I, I was over at the Tika plant with our good friend and, and president of the chamber, Jim Shaw, where he says it's a great day to be in Jackson County. It is a great day. I think every day. I live. I do live here, full disclosure. I live here. Frank, you're a state senator. How long have you been doing that? I'm in year 13. 13. So you're in the middle of what, seventh seventh term? Yes, sir. Two-year two term. Two-year right? terms, yes, sir. Wow. You're pretty good at math. Yeah, uh, you know. I, I'm very fortunate. I never, ever saw myself running for office. And Really? The, uh for me, one of the things that was really interesting there was go back, look at your history. 14 years ago, the state was floundering. We mm -hmm. had a lot of people that were really hurting, unemployed, out of jobs. Yeah. And I've done a lot of things in local government. The, uh, I'm an engineer. We like to solve problems. Oh, absolutely. So for me, what was great was, okay, I want to take that experience and try to help the state. And we've had tremendous leadership, uh, Governor Deal, Governor Kemp. Mm -hmm you know, that have kept Georgia open for business. And that's where, you know, we've made such progress. And the uh, going through a manufacturing plant, you know, it was kind of sad because they had some pictures up there from 10 or 15 years ago. And unfortunately, I was in and when they were opening the plant and, you know, right. some of the things that going on there. And it's, you know, they're, they're making uh, compressors for every kind of automobile you've probably heard of, the right. uh, air conditioning compressors. And you know, it's good to see that kind of success. It's rolling. It's somewhat of a catchphrase now because we're a few years after the fact. The whole Georgia was kept open, and it was, thank goodness. That's a bigger impact than, than people realize, I think. Am I right on that? Yes, sir. I mean, it's huge compared to maybe other states that weren't. Well, we're it, fortunate. I think we're fortunate. Hopefully by now you've heard Georgia's the best state in the country to do business for the ninth year in a row. Nine years. Only nine, only nine nine years yeah yeah what was great there was you know i was chairing the economic development and tourism committee when we first won that award and i'd always hear the governor talk about you know the, the efforts he made to do that 
I always jokingly tell him, I said, you know, just when I became chair of that committee that you, you, <laughs> you got there, Governor. And they, uh, it, it is one of those things. We are business-type, business-friendly, and I love business radio. Well, we try. We Hey, we amplify the voice of business around here. We try desperately anyway. Now, okay, seventh term. Man, why do you keep doing it? You must love it. You just must love it. Tom, one of the things that, for me, I really love is to solve problems. Okay. I'm an engineer, and that's what engineers want to do. We want to fix things, want to help people. And for me, that's why I ran for office. They, uh, you look and you see, it, it's just like today. I was at this tour, and, okay, what can we do to make business better? Yeah. And we all know that our futures and our uh, children uh-huh. being here at the, the uh, Jackson County College of Career Academy and what's going on, Okay, we've done a lot to tremendously help education. We, you know, uh, I was an old 4-H'er. The motto of 4-H is make the best better. That's right. We keep striving to do that, and helping people is, is always a good reward. I think we're fortunate to have you. But, I, hey, Frank, I stay out of the politics, right? I, I stay above it, right? I try to. <laughs> so do you, smart man. Let's see, seven terms. You don't plan on quitting anytime soon, I hope. I, I, it's up to the people of the 47th district. That is district. true. That, that is true. I, I, I meant to mention the 47th district. That's, that's what you represent, which is, what, here in Jackson County? Here yes, in, sir. Here in Jefferson. The, uh, it is. And, and it's a big area now. It uh, covers multiple counties. And yeah. The uh, Jackson, Barrow, Clark, and Madison County, those voters that live in those areas get to decide how long I, I serve in this capacity. Okay. But I tell people all over the state, I don't care if you're in St. Mary's or Chickamauga, I'm your senator. And they look at me kind of funny because most people got to remember their civics lesson. Right. For us to pass legislation or do something, you have to get it passed by majority at the Capitol. That means the majority of the senators. That means the majority of the House members. And it has to go before the governor to get signed into law. So we have to do things as a team. We cannot do anything. I can't pass a bill by myself. Right. I got I got to get 28 others in the Senate to, to vote for it. But then I got to go over to the House and work it over there and try right. to make sure I get at least 91 because there's 180 House members. Right. 56 senators. And, you know, it's a math lesson. But for me, the uh, we're, we're blessed. We've got a lot of great people serving at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been elated. I, I first got up there and I was kind of worried about what I would run into. Quite honestly, I was really refreshed to see – 99% or better of the folks that are up there are there for the right reason. They're good. trying to help their community. That's good to know. What committees do you serve on? You serve on several, do you not? Uh, yes, sir. Said they, uh, one of the things, and this year I'm doing something a little bit different, been chairing the state and local government operations committee this year. Okay. Now, what does that do before you go on? They uh, Basically, a uh, lot of different things come across it, pretty much all local legislation, so if you're going to change a board or authority or the way your government and your city or county is operated, okay. that's going to go before that committee. Okay. I've got an interesting story to tell about that this please, year that, please that do. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into. But let me run down my list of committees. Yeah, I cut and, you off. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I didn't know what that meant. So right away, I didn't want to lose yeah. that. The, uh, I'm, I'm serving as the vice chairman of our rules committee. Rules committee is kind of the uh, gateway to get to the Senate floor. Right. The, uh, after a bill goes through a st- uh, one of the standing committees, it goes to rules, and rules can doctor it up, can hold it back, or let it go onto the floor. So gotcha. the, uh, my chairman there is Matt Brass, and he he's, does a great job. I'm his vice chairman, so I'm in, in that role there. 
One of the things that, as you can imagine, as an engineer and somebody that, that's worked a lot to help our environment, I've been serving on the Natural Resources Environment Committee pretty much ever since I've been in the, the Senate. I get to see a lot of things there that we deal with on issues dealing with water, wastewater, air, trying to make sure that we're looking after fisheries and wildlife and everything else under the sun to make sure we are the state you want to live in. Yeah, well, that's super important. That's the, you got to get the water in, you got to get the water out. That's right. I serve on the Regulated Industries and Utilities Committee. When I first got out of school, I was an engineer for Jackson EMC. I okay. worked for Georgia Power. I've done pretty much all of our electric utilities. And one of the things that all of our utilities, when I look at it's electric, it's water, it's sewer, it's gas, the telecom. For me, I've worked in the private sector for all of those companies and have really enjoyed that. When you look at the regulated side of it, we deal with everything from alcohol laws to taxi cabs to chiropractors to any type of regulated industry, as well as one of the things that's been more interesting this past year was the cannabis and what we're trying to do with, with uh, cannabis. Is that still a hot topic? It is, is and, it? and it's very frustrating for me. I, as an engineer, I, I can look at science, but also look at, okay, there's enough evidence out there for these people that have seizures and the things mm-hmm. there. I'm I'm not a, not in favor straight marijuana sales or anything like that. Right. But those people that have a medical condition that a doctor says, "Hey, this person needs this cannabis oil, needs needs something that mm-hmm. we can do," then I want to try to make sure that we we make sure it's available. I and like I work that. with Governor Deal and Governor Kemp, and we've got this commission. Ideally, we we were trying to push, and I want to I want to push it to our uh, ag commissioner Tyler Harper. Mm-hmm. Does a great job in in that area, and I think that we've got a couple places in the state right now that are licensed and have, have product, but I think that that's something that, you know, we can do a better job of, and gotcha. we're, we're pushing to do that. Continuing along that engineering side of things, the, uh, I'm serving on the Transportation Committee. Situation in Georgia, we're a moving state. We have the world's largest airport. Yeah. We've got the largest port on the east side of, mm-hmm. of the country. Our port in Savannah and down in Brunswick is just going to no ends. And those are things that you think about uh, what we've got to do and the challenges that we face. And we live in a global economy, so you got to be able right. to move people and products all over the world. you got to stay world. ahead of it, too. That's right. And you fall behind quick, I would imagine. Very, very quickly. Yeah. The, uh, we've done some things to really improve our funding on transportation dollars, and you're seeing that. You, yeah. Anywhere you go, you probably see some red cones and some construction oh, equipment yeah. and what's yeah. going on. That's a big, big part of how we can improve our industry and improve jobs here in Georgia. One of the last and probably, I guess it's the only truly mandated part of the Constitution and what we do every year is we have to pass a budget. Mm-hmm. And, you know, budget is, okay, where's my money coming from, and then where are we going to spend it? Right. The spending side of that is Appropriations Committee, and I've been on appropriations for lots of years, and for me, you got to look at it. This is everybody in Georgia's money, mm-hmm. and we put priority on certain subjects, and that's where I've been real blessed to do some things to bring that back into the state and, and make priorities on where we spend that money. So it's a necessary evil. You know, the state is a, a very large organization. We've got everything oh, yeah. from the most of our money is spent on education. You know, we, I was about we, to ask you if that was number one. Yeah. It, it's by far number one, yeah. and, and we of course you got K through 12, you've got higher ed and things there. So That's a true investment. I mean, that's like investing in the market. That's exactly right. Do that wrong and see what you get. Well, and, and an untrained workforce is not going to be working. It's not a workforce. And so for me, 
I'm, I'm proud of what we've done in our technical schools. I'm proud of what we're doing in our, our university systems. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's ever said that we're perfect, but we keep working to get, get where we need to be. Well, now, a wise man told me if, if he ever gets perfect or gets it all figured out, it's time for him to go. It may be the guy that runs this place. I'm just saying, pretty smart guy. I look up to him. He, uh, I understand. He's sitting yeah. beside of you. Oh, no, I wasn't talking about him. No, I was talking, I was talking about Mr. Uh, John Eastler, who runs the Empower Center. Oh, okay. No, Mike, he, he doesn't say much at all. No, what are you talking about? He knows how to run a board. Okay. We, we didn't even say he was here. So Frank, you let that out. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> nice to have him here. I, I like when Mike's in studio. We don't get him very often. Tom, so. I wanted to, to follow up because yes, I was going to tell you the funny story about yeah, yeah, SlowGo. Yeah. I've been on state and local government, or we call it, we nickname it SlowGo, two times. First time was a brand new freshman, and my good friend Senator Butch Miller from Gainesville mm-hmm. was chairing the committee. And we got there, and the, the football we got handed that year was Sunday alcohol sales. And you want to scare a bunch of politicians to death? You talk to them about any kind of alcohol regulations, and you know it's, it's one of those things. Well, a bill had been introduced to allow for Sunday alcohol sales. You go to the grocery store, you go grocery shopping, you want to buy a bottle of wine while you're there. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we going to let that happen or not? The way the bill was written, it was to allow for local governments to decide in each of their jurisdiction whether they would do it or not do it. They'd hold a referendum, election would be had, and right. they, they could do that. It was one of those things that and when I looked at the committee, most of our committee members had some local government experience. And we know that the people that make the best decisions for the people are the people themselves. That's right. And so that bill, somebody asked me, said, how's that bill going to come out in committee? And I, I probably didn't use the right expression, but I said something about that stuff going through the goose. The, uh, <laughs> uh, quite honestly, it, it, it passed flyingly out of committee, but then it went to rules. And, and leadership was scared to death yeah. of, oh, we I don't know if we can put this on the floor and it wrangled and wrangled and wrangled, and unless a bill gets passed out of out of the Senate or a particular body before crossover day, it's not going to go anywhere. It's dead. It's dead. It's dead. Right. So the uh, we're coming up closer to crossover day, and the uh, it, it was one of those things that right before crossover day we put it on the floor. It passed out, passed overwhelmingly in the House. It goes to the voters. Yeah, I would say that probably. 95 to 98 percent of the communities have had referendums and voted in. I wrestled with that question a lot. And one of the things that for me, I'm not seeing anybody turn to salt. The, uh, my, my walking by sales, you can buy it or you can not. That's a That's decision right. you make. You still don't have to. That's right. Yeah. The, uh, and for me, the, uh, that was the first year. This year, seemed like when I get on this committee, I get handed a football that, that you're like, mm, what welcome, am I doing? Welcome to the bigs, kid. They, uh, so so this year, said they, uh, one of the more interesting pieces of legislation that came to us was my colleague from down around Columbus had introduced a couple pieces of legislation that were dealing with what's going on in Atlanta, or Buck, uh, the North Atlanta, in particular Buckhead. Buckhead, okay. Had two bills. One of them was specifically to carve out the Buckhead area out of Atlanta and right. create a new city. Right. The other one was to allow for any local government to subdivide and have two parts of any city. So you could take Jefferson here where we are and have two Jeffersons. North and south. North and and south, east and west, whichever way it goes. Right. Well, 
you know, that had been pushed by a lot of people in Buckhead, and they were frustrated with the city of Atlanta. And I'm going to yeah. just tell you that, quite honestly, in my opinion, Mayor Bottoms, a prior mayor uh, of Atlanta, had abandoned ship. She, she had left the, the city of Atlanta during her term, the pandemic's going on, and she wasn't getting things done that needed to be done to address the concerns of the public, and especially those people that in Buckhead. They probably pay a little higher taxes in, in that area than they do the rest of Atlanta, mm-hmm. and they're not getting the services. And so I could feel their frustration. I, yeah. We had committee meetings and what was going on there. Well, you know, I'm going to brag on our Lieutenant Governor, Burt Jones. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he had heard that frustration, and he told me, he said, Frank, I, I want you to handle this bill, and I want you to, to shepherd it through committee. And, I, of course, I told him, I said, well, Bert, you know, these people need help, and they need a voice, and they need somebody that's that going to help to get that done. Yeah. On the other hand, Bert, I'm going to tell you, public policy, this is a terrible bill that I can't support. And, you know, here's the president of our Senate, our lieutenant governor, just handed me this bill and said, Frank, I need you to get this. But I told him, I said, Bert, as chair of the committee, I don't vote they, uh, unless there's a tie. So we're going to have uh, committee hearings, and we're going to let, listen to the public, and we're going to let them express opinions and what's going on. It did go through committee. I didn't have to vote. I told him, I said, when it goes to the floor, I'm going to work my darndest to make sure that bill fails, but I'm going to brag on you, Burt Jones, our lieutenant governor, because he gave those people a voice mm-hmm. in Atlanta that did not have one. And that's what our job is, is to right. represent our constituents. And you know, I don't care if it's a district state senator, lieutenant governor that gets elected statewide. You know, we're there to make things better. And I will tell you, it said Mayor Dickens the, uh, in Atlanta has listened to those people. He's responded. And, yeah, we may be politically different on some certain issues, but I'm going to give him a lot of credit because he's done things to help address those concerns of what we heard in those committee meetings and what's going on with it. So we don't always have to agree on everything that's going on. Right. But that's where, for me, we're trying to work for the good of the people. And I'm really impressed that you hear about all the feuding and stuff, what's going on in Washington, D.C., I'm proud of what we see on the state level. Probably 98, 99% of the bills that we deal with are bipartisan. You know, we don't have the lockdown that, that you see on the federal bureaucracy. That's why we have such, such success here in the state of Georgia. That's keeping working together. It, well, it starts at the top and it trickles all the way down. Yes, sir. It re- really does. Mayor Dickens, I think, he's, I think he's great. He's out there. He's out and about. He doesn't hide behind a camera. I think it's pretty cool. The only thing I can say bad about Mayor Dickens, and I'm just going to make sure that all my dog fans understand he, he, this. He went to Georgia Tech. He, I knew that was coming. He did go to that trade school down on North Avenue. <laughs> that trade school. <laughs> they, uh, I, I, I don't know. We're trying to trying to get him to, to go go dogs a little bit more, but hadn't quite got him over that fence yet. You have to wear him down on that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. Have you seen anything just real interesting, something that just really maybe it didn't pass, that legislation is trying to be passed? Is there just something crazy off the wall? There are, is that a bad question? It's not a bad, not a bad question. I'll talk about a bill that I had that, that it, a lot of people think, well, that's crazy. But I want okay. to try to make sure that this, this is one that they give us a badge to wear. And so you work in that few years ago, I was here in the Transportation Committee. Mm-hmm. They, uh, uh, so I'm looking at every red light that I come up to, and I look around at the cars to my left, cars to my right, and what's everybody doing? Just like our seatmate here. Mm-hmm. Looking at their phone. He's on his phone, yeah. But you know what they're doing is they're looking at those phones, and they know it's against the law for them to be in their car driving and looking at their phones. So they're holding their phone down at their kneecap. Yeah. When you look at that, uh, and I'll just do an experiment, back up just a second, and 
and hold your hand down about your knee. Can you see me at all when you're looking at your, your kneecap? No, sir. The, uh, and the problem there, Tom, is that's what's happening at every one of these stop signs or stop lights or whatever you want to do. People are doing something on their phone, and they're not aware of anything that's right. going on. Right. So the guy behind them, the lights turn green, gets frustrated, honks the horn. First thing that happens is a middle finger comes out. Maybe they get to an issue or... Hopefully that's all that comes out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, uh, or what's worse is is somebody hits the gas when the car in front of them hadn't moved, and bam, you've got an accident. You've got a problem. We're delaying transportation. And so for me, I said, okay, I, I support the hands-free bill. So they, it's one of those things, if you're moving, I want you doing it. Right. But I thought, okay, I had a group of, I think it was actually Jackson County High School kids coming to the Capitol one day. And so I'm, I'm down there, they uh, tour them around, and we went into the Senate chamber and they uh, had a little discussion about this bill. I didn't realize it, but one of our radio folks was sitting in the, in the back of the room. I wasn't paying attention to him, but he was paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. So he shoots something out about this bill. And the next thing I know is that night <laughs> I'm on, on WSB, they're talking this thing, and it's like, oh, you know. Because people, it's, it's almost comical people were totally adamantly opposed to it or 100% behind it. You didn't have people that really... In the middle. Yeah. yeah. No one in the middle. So when we talk about legislation and some of the things that happened, the, uh, that was one that I was like, okay. Uh, I look at, at that, and, and I think we can tweak and improve the law. I think we can make it safer. But but the intent of my bill was if you're at a complete and full stop right, and your cell phone is up here at dashboard height, mounted you know in a, in a thing you could touch it while you're sitting still because you still have a situational awareness of what's right. going on around you line of sight you know and that's where for me i think it would improve the things but hey that's that's one of those deals that you get the crazy ideas every now and then i try to it's actually a great idea i, I throw some things out there and a, uh, i like that all right now frank ginn state senator but oh by the way you're a human being well what are you what are you when you're outside of the senator part? When you're outside of session, I guess. You know, we're part time legislators. Our session is forty days. Technically, yeah. Technically. I answer my phone pretty much you know, year round. Well, you you I know you well enough. You're always you've always got the voice of the people. And you're always listening to them. Try to make sure that I'm, I'm representing them. Yeah. But you know, that that won't get you a living. The uh I, I believe our pay has increased since I I first started 17 years ago. We were $17,300 a year, and I think we've got a, about $5,000 above that now. Rolling in it, man. Oh, yeah. The, no uh, wonder you stay in it. The, uh, so for me, <laughs> the, uh, I'm not, re- not real good at math, but I, I, don't, I don't think I'm, anybody's going to get rich serving in the legislature. you got to have it right away. <laughs> and, and that's a sad thing in Georgia. I will tell you, said, you know, whenever it's time for me to go, I hope that the next person that comes in can do something that, okay, how do you – get other than retired or independently wealthy people to run for office. Because that's the toughest thing about serving in the legislature for me. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that my income has cut in half for what you serve because your day job, you got to tell somebody, hey, here's what we're doing. And so, you know, your employer is going to look at that. Now, the uh, fortunately for me as an engineer, get to work with a great company, started a few months back with Thomas and Hutton Engineers. Mm-hmm. One of the things that for me, I will just tell you, said, that is probably one of the things that holds a lot of people back from being able to serve in that capacity as a legislator. 
You go to somebody that's in private practice, I don't care whether they're a dentist, doctor, whether they're a lawyer, whatever, that if they can only bill by the hour, they've just given away about half of yeah. their time yeah. to serve in the legislature, and that's hours that they cannot bill for. Just can't do it. And so that's that's a tougher challenge, and that's where I think that we need to have any average citizen can be able to go in and serve, and that we need to fix that. We'll continue to work on it. You know, a lot of people want to want to say, "Oh, we, you know, you took the job, you knew what it paid." Yeah, I did, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted to to help my community. I, I'm I'm a problem solver, and that's what we like to do. So, for me, that's one of the challenges that we have. But as an engineer, I, I do a lot in the utility world, the uh, transportation, those kind of things, and that's where, if you noticed my committee assignments, those are, you know those are my interest, and that's why I told them when I got there, said, "Hey, here's the issues I'd like to deal with and work nice. on." What do you do to relax? You got to relax once in a while. You know, uh, you would think it would it, it would be traveling, but but I get plenty of that. Said they you do uh, a lot of that. They uh, <laughs> they make fun of me because I drive all the time, and and I will tell you, I'm very fortunate. I've, I've, me and my wife had two children. Unfortunately, I lost one of them in an accident on our farm. Sorry. Our daughter, who who uh, has, I, I tell you what, you know, if you haven't watched Top Gun Maverick, go watch it. Good movie. The, and I want you to think about. Okay, now Top Gun Maverick is is uh, Catherine Gian, my daughter. She's actually flying for the Air Force. And is she really? The uh, she's awesome. she's based over in Texas at Randolph Air Force Base right now, but she'll be going back to Del Rio. The uh, well, she'll be an instructor pilot, kind of like Maverick. Nice. The uh, one of the things that for me, uh, she she always tells me she says, Dad, as long as it's pointy and fast, I'm in. And, and I, I, I can, like that, <laughs> Tom. I can talk about my daughter all day long because I, they, uh, she went through and and one of my coworkers as a couple months back, she was introducing me to folks, and she she said, "Oh, Frank, you can't tell them you're an ag engineer from the University of Georgia. You have to tell them something else that's it, you know exciting or something." I said, "You know, you're meeting engineers from Georgia Tech and Clemson and other places," and I said. Yeah, I said, the, uh, okay. So she says, why don't you tell them about your daughter that's the fighter pilot? said, in the Air Force. I said, okay. Said the, uh, so I, I turned around and I said, okay, my daughter's a fighter pilot in the Air Force, but she's also an ag engineer from the University of Georgia. So <laughs> with, with that degree, you can you can go anywhere. The sky's the limit. She's proven that. So She is. That's like, awesome. I had no idea. That's good. That's, hey, that's why we got you in here. Oh, by the way, Frank's a, a person, by the way. You know, he's, he's a real person. Man, it's been great having you in here, Tom. It's it's great to be with you. Uh, you know, I I know that you're killing it in the radio world. We're trying to these podcasts. I don't know what this one's going to do for you, but uh, oh, it'll be some, good. Some of the other ones, I'm sure, this knocking is fun, man. Yes, sir. One before we get out of here, though, one very special thing about you: you give your phone number out. Yes, sir. My phone number is seven zero six. You're going to give it out. Yes, sir. Seven zero seven zero six six eight zero four four six six. And the reason I give my phone number to Whatever groups they make fun of me because I give that number. I don't out. know too many people that make fun of you, but go ahead. Yeah, the, uh, is if you need something and you can't reach me, then I, I would become that useless politician. And I tell people, I said, look, I may not have the answer, but I can. I, I got enough people I know we can find the answer. If there's an issue with state government and you need help. My number is 706-680-4466. Just so you know, four four six six spells Gian. It does. Was that planned? Yes, sir. Was it really? Yes, sir. He's an engineer. He knows stuff. I have a few friends. You have a few friends. Thank you so much for coming in, Frank. Great to be with you, Tom. This was awesome. I enjoyed it. Thank you. They're going to play my music. That means i got to wrap up. Those producer guys, 
Folks, hey, Senator Frank Ginn, guy is awesome. He keeps his word, and he's honestly a lot of fun to hang out with. Uh, 706-680-4466. I'm Tom Sheldon. We'll talk to you soon.